0: A Devoted Life Podcast, Episode 2. Well, hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Devoted Life. My name is Jason Sism. This podcast is designed as a way for me to express my faith through the Word of God. To help you take your family, your ministry, and your life to the next level. So come along, be refreshed, and let's have some fun. Well, hello everybody and welcome. This is great because this is the second episode. And I I, I need to correct something that I uh, made a mistake on last uh, episode. I said this was going to be a bi-weekly episode or or series. I have to correct that because I was wrong in that. I, I have this tendency to get bi-weekly, bi-monthly, totally confused, totally messed up in, in the head. So uh, when I meant bi-weekly, I meant it was coming out every two weeks. So in other words, twice a month. And so it will come out on Wednesdays twice a month. And um, yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's how that's going to be. And so I need to apologize to all of you. So hopefully you weren't... Uh, um, Looking forward to the uh, second episode last week, but hey, you know, last week we uh, started and kicked off Crosstalk Podcast, and that was a lot of fun to kick off for season two of that, and I actually made some changes to that podcast and kind of dropped the season numbers, and And I know that um, some people like to binge listen, Can I can I say binge listen? Some people like to binge listen on these podcasts. Well, I find it's easier for me to record once a week rather than just sitting down and recording a bunch of episodes at once and then uploading them to the website uh, on a weekly basis. Uh, I don't know. I just find it e- it's easier to record uh, per episode basis. And uh, I'm actually recording this episode on the 16th um, of June, and uh, it's about seven o'clock at night. And I realized that I had to get this episode recorded so that I could go live with it Wednesday morning. So you're listening to this just a few hours after I recorded this, and uh, but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, last week, last week I kind of introduced who I was. Uh, told you a little bit about my story that I was born uh, basically born right into the ministry and uh, grew up in the ministry my my dad is a pastor here in the twin Cities and I have the privilege of serving alongside of him uh, weekly at the church and and in fact I'm actually speaking this Sunday on Father's Day at the church uh, I'm really excited about that but at the same time a little bit nervous a little bit nervous I've I've not uh, done Father's Day um, uh, from the pulpit before, and so this is going to be new. I, I did Mother's Day a few, uh, a couple years ago now I guess it was, and that was a, that was a fun sermon. Uh, I did a did a sermon how moms are like chisels in our lives, and and they chisel off our rough edges, and and they help us become better people. So. Um, this uh this coming sunday uh still kind of working out the details not not really sure how i'm going to um, go about, uh, this episode, but going to run this by you guys just a little bit here. And maybe you can send some, um, <clears throat> some love my way in the comments or on Facebook or Twitter and kind of let me know what your thoughts are. But, um, I want to talk about the resolutionary man. In other words, three skills to living out your passion as a man, uh, as a father. And, and the three things I had was be a, be a man of passion so it doesn't matter what life has uh, in store for us. As long as we have passion to go after the things that we're passionate about and go after our family with passion, go after our heart's desire with passion, that we're actually going to be better men. And, and then the second thing was be men of courage. And so uh, to live out passion, we actually have to have that courage in our life and we have to, in a sense, take the bull by the horns and and follow through with our passion, have the courage and the tenacity to follow through with our passion. And then the third thing that I <clears throat> want to talk about on Sunday is is to be men of honor. And, you know, it's one thing to have passion, it's one thing to have courage, but if we don't have honor and we don't respect others and we don't command, I guess, that that honor, um, within our own lives, then, then we're not going to really go far in our life. We're, we're not going to really succeed. So anyway, um, yeah, that's kind of the, the rough draft. I, I wrote it out in Evernote, uh, this morning as I, uh, was getting ready. It was in my head. So I had to <clears throat> stop getting ready for the moment and, and actually get it down on Evernote. Otherwise it was going to be gone. It's going to blip off the radar. So so that's kind of what I wanted to talk about on Sunday. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, um, and hopefully, hopefully people will be uh, receptive of that. So that's kind of a the sneak peek of my Sunday morning sermon. and And if you're in the Twin Cities area, you know, please, please stop by uh, Life Church and visit us. Uh, we would love to have you. And I know this isn't technically a Life Church podcast, but you know, hey, I figured since I'm one of the pastors, I can invite you to church. So that is what I am doing. Um, so, anyway, back to what I was talking about uh, last week is um, uh, how I was uh, talking about how I grew up in the ministry and I really had this passion to uh, go into the same field that my dad was working in. And, 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 and I really have a passion to see people draw near to the heart of God. Really see people go deeper in their walks with Jesus, and and that's really the whole goal of this podcast is to help uh, help people go deeper in their walks with Christ. Help people uh, take that next step. You know, not just. Um, not just idly sit by, you know, be a, be a pew sitter in church, but, but really be somebody who is actively involved in their church, somebody who is actively involved in, in ministry. And, you know, and I think that's the the misconception that a lot of us have is that we, we find that uh, we think ministry happens only by the pastor. The pastor's the one who does all the work of the ministry. The pastor's the one that does this. Pastor the one is is the one that does that. But but really a pastor's job is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And and that is what it's all about. It's about um, it's about empowering the body of Christ to do what the body of Christ does and that's be the hands and the feet of Jesus. That's what it's all about. And so, um, so that's, you know, kind of what this podcast is really about. It's about a way for me to express my own personal faith, uh, you know, maybe the struggles that I've, uh, that I go through and, 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 and even give you an insight into, um, you know, I guess what it's like to, to live life in the trenches and, and be that person who's on on the cutting edge for the the kingdom of God and helping more people draw near to the heart of God. And and that's that's really everything that I stand for. That's everything that I that I do. And so today I kind of I wanted to talk a little bit about uh how how our faith our faith is not about us. I think so many times we find and think that faith is, it's my journey of faith. It's, 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 um, it's all about me. It's about what, what I want God to do in me. It's what I want God to do for me, rather than what can I do for the kingdom of God? What can I do to help further further the kingdom of, of God in, in my spheres of influence? Further the kingdom of God in, in the areas that I work and a lot of times we think that the world revolves around us. Uh, you know, think about the the early astronomers. Uh, they they thought the same thing about the world itself. They thought that <clears throat> the world was was really the center of the universe, and they they thought that everything else revolved around the earth. The sun revolved around the earth. The moon revolved around the earth. The uh, the stars revolved around the Earth, and 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 we were the very center of the universe. Well, then, along came a man named Galileo, and Galileo had a different viewpoint. Uh, here's a guy who went against the grain of society. Here's a guy who went against the the fray, so to speak, and built built a telescope, and and. As he's looking out across the vast reaches of space, he, he comes to this, this grand conclusion that most scientists of that day didn't agree with. And, and that was, wow, we are not the center of the universe. And, and I think our lives are no different than those, those early scientists. You know, because we think everything is about us. But the reality is we fail to realize that it's God who's placed his own goals, his own plans above our own. And what we have to do then is we have to come to a point of where we humble ourselves in the sight of Father God. And, and when we come to that place in, in our daily walks with Christ, when we come to this place, we find that, that God blesses us. That that God reaches down from heaven and he says, "Hey, you you got it. You realize it's not about you, but it's about me. It's about my kingdom and and everything that we do, everything that that should be in 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 the grain of who we are, it needs to be centered around Christ, it needs to be centered. Around the Lord. And so I kind of want to talk about three things uh, today. I wanted to talk about seeking the Lord and and kind of what that looks like. I, I want to talk about keeping our thoughts heavenward. And then I want to talk about how there is power in the Word of God and how we can utilize that and leverage that in our daily lives. Well, in the book of Hosea, Hosea is a, one of these obscure books in in the Old Testament. It's a, a minor prophet, and Hosea was uh, it's kind of a crazy story. Hosea was a guy who God had asked him to marry a prostitute. Seems like a really odd thing for God to ask somebody to do, but God asked asked Hosea to to marry. A prostitute, and and the whole goal was uh, for Hosea to get an understanding of how God feels when Israel betrayed the Lord. And so, you know, here Hosea fell, falls in love with this prostitute, marries her, and then she goes off in the middle of the night and and sleeps with these other men, and and Hosea's heart is broken. And Hosea began to understand how God feels when his people stray, when his people fall away, when his people don't necessarily do what is expected of them, don't do what is considered righteous. And so in Hosea, chapter 10, verse 12, it says, Sow for yourselves righteousness... Reap the fruit of unfailing love and break up your unplowed ground, for it is time to seek the Lord until he comes and showers righteousness upon you. So, what can we learn from Hosea here in, in chapter 10? I think, I think there's a lot we can actually learn. You know, one, sow for yourselves righteousness. Sow for yourselves righteousness. What, what does that mean? I, I think it means to be actively involved, into, uh, actively involved in your spiritual life. You know, when we seek and we wait upon the Lord, He is going to meet our needs, and, and God is going to shower upon us His righteousness. Well, God can't shower His righteousness upon us if we're not living a righteous life, if we're not living a life that is rightfully steadfast with the Lord. And boy, that is, that's what it's all about. It's about taking the time to humble ourselves and seek his face. Taking that time, taking that, the, the energy to open up the word of God and actually be somebody who is Actively involved in their relationship with the Lord, because you know it, it really comes back to you know where where we place our priorities, and when we place our priorities on things that we want, you know that's not necessarily. I'm I'm not saying that placing our priorities on something that we want is a bad thing, but when we remove God from the equation huh boy, you know um you know yeah we may end up being successful, but are we being successful with the Lord and and when it comes time for us to give an account for how we lived our life it's not going to be you know hey good job you were successful on earth it's going to be hey did you know me? Did you know me, and 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 I think we're going to be surprised. One, I think who's going to be in heaven and and who's not going to be in heaven. But I think it, it comes back to a whole other mindset. I think it's also going to be um, if we're doing things in the name of the Lord, but we're not actively pursuing a relationship with Him. He's going to say, you know, I didn't know you. Depart from me. I didn't. I I didn't know you. And and. But Lord, I didn't I do this for you? Didn't I do that for you? Well, yeah, you may have done it for me, but you didn't know me. You didn't take the time to seek, actively seek my face. And uh, verse, uh, verse 7 here, if we go up to verse 7, it says, Samaria and its king will float away like a twig on the surface of the waters. You know, so when when we are not actively pursuing our relationship with God, you know, our our lives are going to float away. They're going to float into uh, uh, oblivion. But when we actively seek the Lord, the Lord draws us unto Him. So in other words, you know, don't worry about what the world is going to think of you. Don't worry about what your family is going to think of you. Don't worry about even what your Christian friends are going to think of you. Worry about what you think and worry about seeking the Lord with everything that is within you. That is what we need to be worrying about. You know, you know the people the people of Israel, uh, I think sometimes Really, they, they lived in fear of God. They thought God was was this big old monster up there ready to bash him over the head. Well, you know, the thing is, and Hosea was really trying to get this message across that, that God wasn't out to get Israel. God wanted to see Israel repent. God wanted to see Israel live a life of righteousness. Now listen to this in Isaiah Chapter 55. It says, Come, all who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good, and your soul will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me. Hear me, what your soul may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promised to David. See, I have made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and a commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon nations. You um, You know not, and the nations that do not know you will hasten to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel. For he has endowed you with splendor. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him when he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. That is absolutely powerful stuff. You see, when we seek the Lord, He causes the nations and the people to run to us for answers. We, we see that in, in verses 4 and 5 here of Isaiah 55. See, I have made Him a witness to the peoples, a leader and the commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon nations you know not, and nations that you do not know you will hasten to you. Because of the Lord. And so people will come to us. Why? Because because we have the answers that they're looking for. We have the answers to life. And I think this is God's way of glorifying us. This is God's way of saying, Hey, when you seek me, I'm going to bring people who need you. I'm going to bring people who need a touch from heaven. And I think that's why it comes to the second point here of keeping our thoughts in heaven. Keeping our thoughts heavenward. You see, God's thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. And so, we can't even begin to understand how God thinks. But I think when we begin to understand the heart of God, we're going to have a glimpse of of how God thinks. You see, he established a covenant with us. We see this in verse three, give ear and come to me, hear me that your soul may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. And see, you see, God has established this covenant with us. And, and we are part of this covenant through the death and the life of Jesus Christ the death, the burial, and the resurrection. You see, the Bible says that Jesus has come to give us life so that we can be encouraged, so that we can be enriched in our daily lives, so that we can live a better life. We don't have to live apart from God. We don't have to live on our own accord. And and so we have to keep our mind and our thoughts fixed on the kingdom of heaven. And when we have our minds fixed on the kingdom of heaven, we have a very different outlook on life. And I believe our lives are going to be so centrally focused on God and then than ourselves. Why? Because I think we're going to remember that we're not our own. And and I think I think that's where it comes to investing into our own daily life. And, you know, one thing that I love to do is, is I love to listen to positive thinking material. I love to read positive thinking material because the more we can invest into our lives, I think the more that we can, we can have a clearer understanding and rise above life's tumultuous storms, that we can rise above the problems that that can that can come against us, or those those nasty little curveballs that that life chucks our way, and and so like I, I love reading positive stuff. Uh, Joel Osteen has a great book. I I mentioned this, uh, or I'll be mentioning this in uh, a podcast coming up here on Friday in uh, the Crosstalk podcast. But I mentioned Joel Osteen's book, Your Best Life now, which is seven steps to living your full potential. And, and Joel Osteen says, you know, one, we need to enlarge our vision. We need to, to think bigger than ourselves. Two, we need to develop a healthy self-image. Three, we need to discover the power of our thoughts and our words. Four, we have to let go of our past. Five, we have to find strength through adversity. Six, we have to be people who live to give, bless other people, and seven we have to choose to be happy. You know, so so when I when I think of of, of what Joel has in this book, and if you've not picked it up, uh, go to Amazon and and buy your best life now, uh, or go to Audible.com. Audible has a um, a free month trial going on right now, so you can you can test that out, and. Um, you know, uh download uh, your best life now with your free uh, ebook credit and and listen to to the audiobook or or buy the audiobook on Amazon and you know start investing in your life. Take the time to actively invest, take the time to spend money on yourself and and allow allow your thoughts to be enriched. And, and I'm not saying you have to spend a lot, you know, there's a lot of great free content out there. Um you know, listen to uh positive content. Uh our daily bread, which is a, a free uh podcast, a free podcast on iTunes, our daily bread. They do a daily podcast, which is a short devotional with some scripture, and and it is something that will enrich your life. And so we have to take our thoughts and move them heavenward because we will come to this understanding that we can live a life of power in Jesus Christ. So how do we live this heaven-centered life? How do we live this this life of, of thinking upward? Well, one, we have to pray. And this is where we, I think, as believers, fail a lot in. We find that prayer is one of these things that God will just lend His ear to us in in the moments that we just throw a prayer up. But I, I I I know that prayer is much deeper than that, and 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 I have to believe it's deeper than that. Prayer is something that connects us to the very heart of God, and. Uh, James says that we are to be praying without ceasing. We're to be continually praying, and we're to be continually moving our thoughts forward and and, uh, asking God to invest and asking God to impart into our lives. Prayer is a powerful thing. Um, Jesus taught us, to pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And so so when we, when we pray, God listens. And I think secondly, we have to learn to fast. Take the time to fast and pray. Take the time to seek his face. That's the third one, seek his face. Pray, fast, and seek his face. Uh, if we do these things, our lives are going to be enriched. Thirdly, we have to realize that there is power in the Word of God. And for us to live a life of, it's not about me, we have to realize there's power in the Word of God. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says, For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart." You see, Jesus is the very Word of God. He says, I am the breath of life. I'm the bread of life. Jesus is called the everlasting Word in John 1. And when we place our mind on the Word of God, it's going to prosper in our lives, it's going to prosper in our spirits, and, and it's going to accomplish that which it was sent to do. Because why? It can't returned void. A pastor that uh, I really respect, a guy by the name of Pastor Ron Smith, he said this, there's the Logos word of God and there's the Rhema word of God. The Logos is the said word of God and the Rhema is the saying word of God. So my question is, what is the word of God saying to you? What is your relationship with Jesus saying to you? Because when we begin to understand that that God is, is so wanting us to, to have a, a deep connected relationship with us. When we begin to understand that there's no telling where our lives are going to end up. See, when we seek the Lord with everything that we have within us, our thoughts will be focused on heavenly things, which will cause us to read the word of God in a new light. And in doing so, we're going to be God-centered rather than self-centered. Our lives will be in the place be in a place so that we can receive blessings from God and be in this place where we can hear what he's saying to us regarding what He's calling us to do. So let me encourage you to seek God, read His Word, focus your energy, focus your life on Him. Because God wants us to live a centered life on Him. And that, that is truly, truly what it's all about. God wants us to be so focused That everything else fades into the background. Well, I really pray that this has been an encouraging, encouraging time. These episodes are probably only going to be about a half hour. Last week was a little longer just because I was introducing myself to you. (laughs) So I pray that this has been an encouragement to you. Uh, These are just some of the things that I have learned in my own faith, my own life, and something that I want to pass on to you. And hey, I also wanted to let you know this, that last week I've, I've had comments from people saying that they thanked me for my authenticity, they thanked me for being real, they thanked me for being transparent, and last week's episode was downloaded nearly 200 times, for a first podcast out of the gate 200 times it was downloaded so pass this podcast on to a friend let their lives be enriched because this is, this is the story of my faith to help you take your family your ministries and your lives to the next level because when we all live in this next level when we all decide to live a life of faith There's no telling what God can do. Well, until next time, my name is Jason Sism. Thank you for listening. Visit my website at jbsism.com, and I pray that you will find blessing and encouragement there. I'll let the music finish playing out, and I'll see you next time. If you're like most of my readers, you want to succeed in your family, ministry, and life, and see others do the same. But the reality is, sometimes training effective leaders is difficult. That is why I wrote my new ebook called Start Your Engines, Three Strategies to Running an Effective Small Group Now. This ebook is designed to take you to the next level as a leader, help you train others to be successful, and it gives you a simple template to do just that. You can't buy Start Your Engines, but you can get it for free by subscribing to my free e-newsletter. This newsletter will let you know as soon as I post new content to my blog. This way, you don't have to remember my blog to stay up to date. Once you get the newsletter, click the links included and you'll be taken right to my website where you can read the latest content. To get your copy of my ebook, head over to jbsism.com. Click the link at the top right of the page, enter your information, and you'll receive in minutes your copy of my new ebook. And did I mention it's completely free? Don't guess on how to run effective small groups in your church. Sign up today to get your copy of Start Your Engines Three Strategies to Running an Effective Small Group Now. Available only at jbcism.com.